Brazen Man Arena. Like you don't have to go into the house voice and be amalgamated into the hive mind of the zeitgeist. If you can't say pussy from a girl who, then don't say it. You know? Huh. I think that I think that growing up means I think that getting older means adjusting to things that at first don't feel natural. But and changing them, anything about but yourself. Letting them grow into you. Can yeah. I can I say something about that tweet that's a little dark? What? A little darkness in my heart. Well, is that I have I, I've thought of an idea that was similar to that where I have a bunch of stuff in my drafts where I'm like, oh, pussy from a girl who. And then I was like, I don't know if this is my voice. I can't do it. And then w- when Will tweeted that, I was like, that that was it. That's that's what that it should have been. It mm-hmm. what, that's what it should have been. But he, he got it. it. He did it. You know. And that must have made you feel good, though, as an artist. Because you want to see the... No. <laughs> no. You want to see the... It's about the work and it be hitting its platonic ideal in the aesthetic realm. It's not about you as a... No. No. It's about me getting famous enough so that I can make YouTube videos about Air Max sneakers and stuff <laughs> and you, be famous. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Raisin Man Arena. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome to Raisin Man Arena. It's Wednesday. Fe- January 26th. February. Why the fuck not? It's February. I'm calling it now. It's February. It's February. It. And uh, we're here in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. I'm Felipe. I'm Sam. And I'm Sarah. And today we're talking about finding your lineages. <laughs> <laughs> no. And or, or in the second half of the hour, we'll talk about no gods, no masters. Maybe you don't need to find a lineage and you can just kind of be out mm. here. Yeah. So we're going to set up the thesis at the beginning and yes. then we're going to hit you gonna, with the antithesis. Exactly. Yeah. That's the plan for the hour. <laughs> if my microphone's not sounding good, you guys can... Oh no, it is sounding good. Cool. Great. Well, podcast start. So that was a, a new start. start. No, that was a cool new start where we're, you're right in the middle of a conversation that we were having before the podcast started Right. Cold about open. Will's viral tweet, which goes, pussy from a girl who... Ah, no. Oh, God, I can't do this. I don't talk like that. <laughs> yeah. like that's, that. pretty, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty exactly good. What, it, what it was, yeah. And this and this tweet. Yeah. No, Your keys. He won't here. say it. These are Will's keys. <laughs> Give him the keys if you'll say it. And this is me, this is me taking them. We <laughs> 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 do a lovely little radio play. So, pussy uh, <laughs> from a girl who, oh, God, I can't do this. I just don't say stuff like that. Perfect. And so you're saying when so Will was and so Will was then saying sometimes you don't fit the voice but you got to be yourself. Yes, you got to be yourself. Is that right, Will? He's gone. Uh, yeah. You can't just say whatever the thing is that comes out. Oh, I'll transform into that thing. You're gonna become a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then then when your kids are woke in 2050, they have a new kind of woke, and then you go, I'm not changing myself for that. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah, see what no, you're saying. Will's going to get canceled in 2050 because <laughs> because people are going to find that tweet and be like, he didn't say it. Yeah, he wouldn't <laughs> say it. <laughs> yeah. Right. In the future, it's going to be problematic not to say what That's kind right. of pussy yeah. from a girl That's you right. like. Yeah. But we're all going to go through rounds of re-education camps <laughs> yeah. and that sort of we're thing. We're going to be you know sent that? off, yeah. sent to the countryside <laughs> to work camps <laughs> where we have to learn what's woke again and stuff so, like that. And I look forward to that opportunity to learn. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, what's 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 good? What's good this uh, this week? Um, it's Sam's birthday. It's my oh, birthday. that's right. It was yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday was my birthday. Happy birthday, Sam. Okay. Thanks. 
Thank you, guys. Edit out that second where we seem like we didn't have anything to talk about right <laughs> at the top of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll not be representative. Of so no, we got an hour and a half packed with stuff for you Every second you don't talk, you can see Felipe's eyes get a little <laughs> wider, <laughs> and the gears in his brain start to churn and churn and churn. I know. <laughs> Man. Come on, guys. Don't leave me hanging here. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sam's birthday. He's tired of getting texts telling him happy birthday, so if you missed it just let it go till next year yeah. he got exhausted yeah. yeah and people don't they don't say like sam you mean so much to me um i love you or i've always thought you i always had a little crush on you or something <laughs> like that something exciting you know yeah. they just go happy birthday sam and it's some person you've never talked to <laughs> yeah. or don't ever see anymore oh, well gosh. did you yeah. have facebook I do have Facebook. I didn't even check my Facebook. Oh, well, I was God. saying back when, back in the day when we did check Facebook, the wall was a place for, oh for abject randos, <laughs> just complete <laughs> nobodies to say happy birthday to you. People who, yeah. people who you don't care if they live or die. Yeah. I'm not interested or like, I don't have it in me to do cultural criticism where we compare like the meaning of what happened on Facebook with like the fact that Gen Z likes Instagram or TikTok more, but Facebook is so different to me than the way Instagram is. It like blows my mind. And when I go back and look at the old Facebook interface, I'm just like, what the fuck is this? In what it's way? It's so weird. I don't know. I guess the existence of the wall and like all of your photo albums, like there's just something about it that's like um, extremely anachronistic feeling and like kind of scary. I don't know. Well, I, what I do think about it is like... Um it's like a really complex software. Yes. There's like a ton of There's, there's so a many ton functions. of things go, to do. I go on there, I have no idea. You can idea play what's Farmville. Totally. You can play Farmville. You get like I mean now if you ever go you you will have like fifty notifications. Yes. And they're all for like events or there's groups, yeah. Pages. There's a difference between a group and a page. And isn't it interesting An that interest. it's now the old people who are on Facebook mm-hmm. when actually it's probably the most complicated yes. social Do media website. Totally. Yes. Totally. <laughs> totally. It has like ninety features. Yeah. They're messaging someone and playing like a, a game at the same time yeah. while and cruising. Updating Facebook their relationship status. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> single, married, single, married. Yeah. Just ping <laughs> back and forth between the two. So bizarre. Man, what do you guys think about them changing the name to Meta and now like getting... But the website isn't called Meta. It's called Facebook still, right? You don't go to Meta.com. I think that's right. I think that's right. Oh, yeah. They're just renaming the holding company. Uh, yeah. Meta. It's interesting because because software companies have to do... You were talking about Tesla earlier and how like it's a stock company and the whole thing is that Elon Musk just has to roll out big ambitious ideas in order to keep the stock high. And it's funny that companies tech companies need to do that to be like this is going to revolutionize like the way we interact with each other like being able to interact in a virtual space see your friends all the time but it's funny because those are never the things that actually change the world in a big way like facebook itself was like a website where you could post pictures of yourself and then comment on other people's that's pictures. Right. And that's what revolutionized the world, yes. you know? Yes. But no yes. one, you could never stand up in front of an audience and be like, well, you know, when you're in fifth grade, you'll be able to post a picture of you hanging out at your friend's house. And people can comment on that video. I mean, on that picture later. And you can type things to each other. Yeah. And that this is going to 
this is going to bring democracy to India. Uh, or in, in yeah, the or, the or huge genocide. Yeah, exactly. yes. There will be genocides yeah. all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. can make you feel bad it's about the yourself, little even when you're home from school. Yeah. Lynch mugs will form on this website. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can get bullied by the hottest girl yeah. <laughs> in your school. <laughs> at any hour at of the day. Any hour, yeah. Yeah, and everyone can see it. And you're saying that things that are revolutionary need to sound revolutionary. It needs to be like I'm this is going to be neon and cyberpunk. That are revolutionary. The things that we that change the world are are often very small things that we can't predict become big. Mm. And the and when like the CEOs, microwave. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. When CEOs herald the beginning of a new epoch, you know, with like a new technology they've Epoch-y. created, it's it's not it's never going to be that thing because it's usually the world is. It's, it's chaos and we can't predict how it works, you know, and the iPad is not going to, to change things. You remember how, how much a flop the iPad was? Well, it makes me think about, so, okay, Facebook, revolutionary, simple idea, right? You could never stand in front of a bunch of people and be like, you know, invest a million dollars in this website where you put pictures. You wouldn't be able to predict that that's going to change the world. So they, that was their big hit. That was their, like their hit album. And now Facebook was tasked with coming up with the next hit album. We're like, what are we going to do? We can't do something simple again, right? We can't be like, what if you could post sound, right? They can't, even though the first idea was simple, the second idea can't be simple. Got to be complicated. Got to be complicated. Simple, complicated, simple, complicated. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So now they've come up with the metaverse, which looks futuristic, probably super impractical. Yeah, it looks like second life. It looks like worse <laughs> second life. Yeah, and, super but it, futuristic. But it needs to it needs to look kind of like well, what if we all were 3D? But uh, you know, I don't th- I don't I don't really know if it's gonna take. Why would it take? It's so cumbersome. If it makes talking to girls easy, then I'm gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <sighs> That's true. We gotta talk about singles inferno. We gotta talk about singles inferno. No, I want to talk about this podcast, God. the Dig, that I listened to an episode of that Lena sent to me. Um, and I want to talk about how everyone's a little cinephile these days. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to talk about that for two episodes. I keep forgetting, but we'll save that. I don't want to be an old man, but I'm I'm like, I've gone all the way around now. I'm, I'm tired of this like reality, reality TV. TV revival where Wait, everyone's been your journey. I don't know. I just don't care. Anymore. It's like everyone's 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 like a connoisseur of some reality TV show. I've, I'm over it. When were you ever in uh, it? I never heard you talk about it. What's the thing you want to talk yeah. about? Oh, yeah. No, no, we no, can't no, no, talk no, about it. No, find a thing you... No, just name a thing you want to talk about. We can talk about it. I'm just trying to create polemic, Because it's going to be boring. I'm trying to create polemic. I'm trying to create polemic here. Yeah, and he wants I, us to feel shame. I'm down to talk about whatever. I'm just trying to create some polemic. Don't create a polemic. Create create, create a nice little <laughs> thing <laughs> with your friend yeah. group. Okay. Create a good topic <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. All right. Singles Inferno. I've only watched one episode, so we can't talk about it. Me too. <laughs> we, didn't right. we didn't plan this. We didn't plan this. We separately watched this without texting about it and decided we wanted to talk about That's it. That's right. Um, <coughs> Singles Inferno is a Korean dating show where um, a bunch of singles show up on an island. Five men, four women. They're presumed, I think, to be all straight. And mm-hmm. um, they live on this island that is extremely inhospitable and difficult. They have to make their own food. They have to get their own water. You know, it's a little bit survivor style. Wait, really? But when I saw a clip of it, they were in a beautiful kitchen. But if you pair dough. up, if you pair up, then you get to leave the inferno and go to paradise for a day to be with your special. Oh, so that's why they were in that beautiful kitchen? So they're in the beautiful kitchen. And here's another. Here's a kicker. 
while you're in the inferno, you cannot tell anyone your age or your profession. But when you go to paradise, you can say your age and your profession. You can say it over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, I don't know whether or not if you once you find out someone else's age and profession, if you're allowed to go back to the inferno and tell the others, because we only watched the first episode. Um, but that's, I think, is a funny. What's funny about the show is just there's interesting cultural it's, yeah, elements it's, it's, that are kind of inscrutable. It's supposed to be like the Korean version of Love Island, but yeah. it's like fascinating how different it is. Yes. Like, for example, once everyone shows up on the island and they're like sitting together in a group waiting for everyone to arrive, silence. No one is saying anything to yeah, each yeah. other. It, you know? <laughs> I was like, I. So to step back, they they, they like <laughs> they walk onto the island one by one, and they are dripped out. Yes, like they have <laughs> the nicest clothes on, but not and like because everyone's in, gorgeous. Because in Love Island, when it starts, they're all wearing bathing they're suits. They're all wearing everyone in Love Island like is dressed mind. like an idiot. Yes. <laughs> oh, so, so you're they're supposed to be like idiots. Yeah. But here, they look cool. They're they're in really nice clothes. But are they in like sexy clothes or is it like full body covered? It's, no, it's like Korean casual <laughs> clothes. Yeah, they all look sexy. They all look sexy and it's like kind of low key. It's like uh, I don't know anything about fashion. I'm embarrassed myself. Fashion, so we can't describe it. But there's a girl wearing like a red gown, but not in a cheap way. Like she's wearing a beautiful dress. There's and there's a, a man in like a white um, suit jacket and white pants with like cool sunglasses. And there's like a girl with like a Chanel sweater, yeah. and then she has like a little <laughs> handbag. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and they get there, and the, as Sarah she's says, a sweater. They Is it hot? Yes, it's hot. It's really hot. They sit. They sit around, and it's silence. These guys have yeah. absolutely no game. Whatsoever. All they say is, um, "You can sit anywhere you want," and it's really hot out, isn't it? Yeah. And they say that to everyone that arrives. It's so <laughs> it's wow. silence. They're not talking to each other, and I was like, "Oh yeah, the, these guys have no game." Like you know, if I was in that thing, I'd be out there. I'd be shaking. No, hands. but in Korea, yes. that is the most spitfire right. game. Yeah, exactly. exactly. that's, <laughs> that's what I began to realize. <laughs> be jostling each other yeah. like knocking each yeah. other in the shit. <laughs> they're just sitting they're just waiting the they're boys sitting are doing there MMA to each other right away <laughs> in Love Island <laughs> in, in Korea er, in this show at least let's not I won't extrapolate we're not gonna Korea. we're gonna yeah. speak only to this one episode of one show <laughs> no I say I say extrapolate to Korea extrapolate it to Korea this is about Korea <laughs> and to the East Asia region in general so it's all about like the camera it's all about the looks people give each other. So there's just like, it's just capturing these looks wow. that people are like, they like look up at someone and they look down and they like kind of gulp. And and it's like <laughs> really, you can cut the tension yes. with a knife. Yes. Is it erotic? N- no. Not extremely. Maybe I might be missing the erotic subtext of what's going on. It's funny. There's two other interesting elements. One, when they arrive, everyone has to do a little direct-to-camera pre-recorded tape about themselves so that you do get a little sense of who they are. Uh But they say really funny things in them. The first question is, like, what's charming about you? And one of the girls is like, my hands. And she just holds them up and, like, flips them around. And she's being serious. (laughs) And then, like, um, they'll ask, what's your type? That's the thing I've noticed in other Korean dating shows. And also, I guess on Love Island, there's this idea of, like, everyone has a type. And you're going to date someone who is that type. And that's it. And I don't... That's, like, blows my mind. Um, and people's type um, on um, Singles Inferno is always people who are really sexy who have nice teeth. <laughs> nice teeth is that big yeah. for them? That seems that's like something and, that comes. And up. all the men are like when they start talking about the other women, they like get interviews and stuff. Um, 
they the women are all the men are like oh i really like this girl she's really pure yes and sweet and, tr- <laughs> she and very seems pale shy yeah yeah so so like i because the women i was like oh i know who my favorites are yes. I, I would absolutely yes. date this person and it's yes. the person no yes. one wants yes. the hottest one you're like, <laughs> like that's it that's, that's a baddie yeah. she's fire <laughs> so what's so and different about her there's like this one there's this one girl who's the hottest and she's really funny. She's kind of goofy. Yeah. She's like does fitness. There's another one who's like really hot and like everyone's beautiful. But it's just like the one that you think like, oh, that one's gonna have a hard time because yeah. she's a little like well, she's a little lit. The guys are like, going goo goo yes. gaga yeah. for, Is it yeah. for these girls. She's the most demure. She's the most pure. She's she's like yeah, and they're like I really like her. She's really pale. She's really pure. She's really thin. And they're all very wait. How do they stay? Pale if they're on a sunny island. I don't know. Seems well, like that would be a problem. Well, well that's what they're so Korean skin by. Cult, skincare culture is really advanced, mm. so they have all kinds of sunblocks and stuff. Yeah, but then so the other interesting element, and this is in other Korean dating shows, is they have the commentators lounge um, because they need, which are like comedians and I think other like entertainment <laughs> yeah. icons in Korea who tell you kind of what's going on, since the people in the show themselves won't like. Flippy, you're gonna have to listen up to yeah, this. Yeah, something, something's going on. Something's going on. I thought I I've was seen talking it. To I've seen it. Day. She doesn't need to explain it to me. Yeah. So, like, there's a moment I posted this on my Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, um, where one of the girls asks one of the men, um, "Are you from? I think it's like Busan." And he's like, no, I'm from, and he just says some other province. And they cut to the commentators, and they're like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. He made himself very clear, and it's not obvious at all what What's has clear? transpired. What's been made yeah. clear? And you don't yeah. know if it's because the place he's from has some connotation, or if yes. he's like... Well, they were they were sort of seeming to imply that by him answering her question in that way, he was saying, like, I'm not interested in you or something. Um, or as if he really liked her, he would have lied and said he was from Busan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, it was so inscrutable. It was blowing my mind. And I was just like, this is awesome. Like, I just <laughs> love that there's stuff going on here. And also there are people saying things like, um, oh, I love dialects. I love when someone has a dialect. And that was in reference to someone there. But, to, you, know, you don't know, I can't tell who has is. the dialect or what it is, what that signifies, which is also a Love Island thing. There's people who are like, oh, I couldn't be with someone from Ireland. I know. In Love Island, they're all from yeah. like us. They're all from an island that's like the size of Nantucket. And yeah. but they all speak completely differently. <laughs> like yeah. there's so many different accents in that on that show. And it's yeah. like it's crazy. It's just like these these are like little hamlets that are right next to each other. Why do all these people sound different? It's amazing. Um interesting. Yeah. So the show goes on and a fun they have all these fun built-in elements to facilitate people actually engaging with each other because I think there's such a like um, culture, at least in the show, in this one episode. <laughs> we're, not saying, <laughs> we're not saying wide in, in a wider Korea, area, but culture of this one show of being really reserved. So it's almost as if like nothing would happen if they didn't facilitate some little like let's get some shit going. Um, versus on Love Island where it's like the shit is going down. Like they yes. are not having fun. On Love Island they don't have to do anything. Yeah. And <laughs> crazy shit happens. People are screaming at each yeah. other and having yeah, sex. Exa- and, exactly. Yeah, it's so intense. Yeah. Um, but on this they do a thing where they have to like write 
each other little postcards to say like, I like you. You get one postcard, you get to send it to one person and they don't know who it's from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that gives you some, a sense of who is popular and like what's going on Wow, <laughs> under the surface. I was told that they don't ever have sex. And like the biggest thing that happens is like someone will kiss someone else on the cheek. Wow. That's yeah. cool. I think, I think that's for the best. Well, the one thing though is, for instance, like if you watched, because there, w- there is like a trend of, sort of low-key reality shows like British Bake Off or whatever. And if you watch that, you wouldn't be able to say anything about British culture. You could just say something about that reality TV genre. Yeah. And I think you can say stuff about British culture from that. I think so, but like Love Island is also has British people and they're very different. They, they, they have different, different vibes. Than they do on yeah. And, I, and you're saying off. like in Love Island, they don't have to do anything. Shit just happens. But I think, well, people have... People who are on that show know what a reality TV show is sort of supposed to look like. Yeah, mm. probably pr- the producers are also like leading them into situations, but they also know like how scandalous they have to be, etc. And so m- that makes me think like, oh, I wonder. I don't know. Maybe yeah. in Korea they haven't had the like scandalous type reality TV shows yet. So, so they're right. just modeling the behavior they see in the other shows. Right. Yeah. Well, it's also funny because <laughs> in everyone's little. Were you like laughing at? I'm just like we're just. It's like. <laughs> Imagine like the people in Korea like have never seen television. Yeah. <laughs> We're like extrapolating all this stuff. Yeah, they don't know about our you're shows. Like, you're like being very careful with the British. You're like, well, that's just one show. You know, you wouldn't be able yeah. to extrapolate yeah. about Britain based off one show. But in Korea, they've probably never had television <laughs> yeah. before, Famously so in America, they don't know what it is. We know other people's things, but they don't yeah. know about ours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, oh, it's funny in the little direct-to-camera interviews. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm really popular. I'm not intimidated by this at all, and I know I'm going to be really popular here. Um, so everyone actually has the same level of like insane self-confidence that they have on Love Island, but the way that they act, you would think that everyone's like, oh, no one likes me. Yeah. <laughs> but inside of their head. They're, they're like, they're... I'm crushing this. Yeah, and they, I guess they are, because like shit's going down. People like each other. So Interesting. I, I, was, I know this is about a different show, but in terms of like whether or not things are erotic, I was watching this show that I didn't think that was that good called um uh too hot to handle on netflix have you seen mm-hmm. the show i've seen the thumbnail yeah <laughs> it, i didn't like it but the that's whole like seeing the show sarah that's great the whole thing is that they can't they're not allowed to have sex they get all horny and they're not allowed to have sex um oh yeah i've seen episode. and on the very first episode they actually uh psych them out they kind of uh, what do you mean juke them out like they at the first they tell them you're gonna be able to have sex like this is a, diff- a show where you can fuck anyone you want and then eight hours in, they're like, no more sex. And so in the first eight hours, everyone is like acting insane. Um, they all <laughs> arrive and right away they're like, I'm a, I'm a male stripper. Let me show you some of my moves. And then, you know, they're like, he's like <laughs> dancing on this girl. And then the, the narrator's like, ooh, things are getting hot. And they've known each other for two hours. And so I was thinking like, oh, the producers are juicing them. The yes. producers are like, juice hey, get horny, get horny, get horny. They're on the headsets. Juice them. Yeah, juice them. <laughs> 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 However, the result is t- is the opposite. It's the least erotic thing I've ever seen on television. Like these, yes, eight, it's eight so like offensive. It's like Spring Break Daytona, where you're like, I'm scared. But even that. more than that, it's yeah. like eight people being like, How do you like it? Like they meet each other and like, So, uh, what kind of dicks do you guys like? Or they're like, <laughs> How do you like your guys? And Gross. and they're and they're already like, yeah. the girls yeah. are like, Ooh, let me feel. And they're like touching his dick, and it's like, This Gross. is so fake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so fake, and it's not. But I'm thinking about the, what yeah. you were saying, the looks. You know, people are giving each other looks, and I think maybe that's, that's more erotic. Not. I mean, yeah. I don't know, but you said it wasn't. Well, I guess it's just that on TV. It doesn't translate as clearly to me. I, I'm used to watching a show where people are really like making clear 
what's going on in an over-the-top way. So there probably is an eroticism that I'm like trying to tune into the frequency on which it's happening, but it's like I rely on the commentators to tell me something is going down. Do yeah. the commentators yeah. ever go, I'm so horny? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And the commentators are totally dripped out in really yeah, cool out, outfits, And they too. all each have a, a unique identity. There's like a woman who has short hair who wears like... um what do you call them dress shirts and then there's like a hot pretty girl yeah who wears like dresses and stuff and then there's two dudes so they're each very distinct (laughs) 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 they're signifying something but i don't know what and can you do a little impression of what their korean sounds Mm -hmm. like no (laughs) (laughs) different dialects (laughs) (laughs) someone said jack says it's victorian I see. I see what that means. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Julia says, "What's up, Raisin Nation?" My favorite British dialect is Scouse. Me too, Scouse. That's from Liverpool. Is is it pronounced? What does it sound like? Pronounced Scouse. Really? Yeah, I couldn't do the impression of it. It's so weird. It's like the. I think it's like a trashy British accent that. Yeah, you could put it on. Let's look it up. Hold on. And then that's Kelsa also in the chat. I don't have my glasses. What does it sound like? Says I've never heard of Scoos. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. Scoos rap. Play Scoos. I'm not gonna. Wait, should I play Scoos rap? That's the first thing that comes up. They play Scoos. Just search Scoos. Julia Love says Island. they 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 like almost. Uh, it's like they almost do a German ch sound. Uh, wait. This says Hannah and John's argument. Wait, wait. Are they she sh- says yes, it's not Hannah. pronounced Scoos. That's how they say it on the show. She says I'm a. Really? She says I'm a scooze. That's how I know the word. I can't even read it. I like that. I just want to say Yana Jane, say to say. You got to be kidding me, yeah? What? You got to be kidding me. See, you get pissed off no, every half. Oh, fuck it, it doesn't matter. Go on, tell me. It doesn't matter. No matter. Just making a show of me, Gavin. I'm making a show of you. Going off. You've got to be fucking kidding me. That's the truth. Because I can see you saying And then you go off, fuck off. I will. For fuck's sake. Okay, well, I didn't mean to make a show you. Do you want to talk to me properly? No, then? don't you know? Well, so you don't, you're going to ignore me again? No, now? don't you know? Just go and go whatever. I don't want to go and whatever. You've just, like, done that on papers. Oh, you fucking kidding no, me, oh, dead I, I didn't say it loud. I said, are you fucking kidding me? So everyone looks no, over no, like that. I didn't mean for everyone to look over, all right? Yeah, you did. Now you just make me look like a crank again. You make you look a crank. No, because you're shouting in front of everyone and you just go, oh, fuck off. All right, sound, sound. I'll fuck off, do you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. What, what? <laughs> so that's a wait. So which one? <laughs> the girl. Oh, the girl. Okay. Maybe there's. there's she is. Uh, she's the one. Yeah. Scoos. So fuck off. You think it's no, she says like fuck. She like it's like the CK is like a ch sound. Fuck off. And nothing. Oh, I've already Not watched this video. <laughs> go through some of the common ones with you now. Busies, police. Look out! It's the busies. Look out! It's the police. Kecks. Trousers. I bought some new kecks. I bought some new trousers. Made up. Really happy. the same words. Oh, I'm made up with that. Oh, I'm really happy with that. Cob on. Bad mood. Have you got a cob on? Am I in a bad mood? No. Bevy. Drink or beverage? Uh, fancy a bevy? Do I fancy a drink? Yeah. Scran. Food. Scram. He's got a cob on because he wants some scram. I do scram. not need any scram. He's in a bad mood nasty. because he wants some food. Bifters. Cigarettes. All right, crack on. I'm just going to the office to buy some bifters. I'm... 
wouldn't mind uh, going on a date with a scouse lady, huh? <laughs> yeah, damn, I you need to find me a girl who talks like that. I'll, I'll take her out to a bevy. <laughs> Bifters. <sighs> I think. I think love is blind is good. I think uh, the stakes are higher for me when the people are made to like really buy in. Like I think on the shows where like with Love Love Island, you never know if people are just like playing to get the money or like what they're doing. But on a show like Love is Blind, everyone is there to get married and fall in love. I guess they could be trying to get famous, but they have to like pick their person that they're committed to based on the blind trials, and then like see what happens. There's just like a certain level of commitment to it that makes it um more excruciating but do they have to get married at the end of the show um that's the only outcome you can either get married or you can you get married on tv but you don't win any money um yes you get married on tv do you get paid to be on the show though i think not like on the bachelor you get paid if you're the bachelor you don't get paid if you're any of the contestants really really wow okay you're taking time off that is fucked up well but is there a prize at the end of the bachelor no only dating the guy. Only dating the guy. That would be cool if they did, like, you can either get engaged to the guy or we'll give you a million dollars. That <laughs> would be a kind of cool <laughs> twist at the end. Yeah, but they don't do it. I think too many people would be on there for the wrong reasons, mm. as they say. She's here for the wrong reasons. They're always saying You're being that. fake. That's the worst thing you can be on Love Island mm-hmm. is fake. Being fake. But everyone is there to be famous. Crack on. Do you really think there's people who think, I'm going to go to a reality show and, and fall in love? Fall in love? I uh, do think so. Would you do that? <laughs> I wouldn't do it, but I think there's all kinds Sorry, of Sorry, sods like you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to fall in love. You think if you went on a television show, a reality television show, you'd find a weird guy? <laughs> <laughs> a weird, quiet guy? Who likes weird interests, and you'd Who fall in love with them. And likes my weird interests? Yeah, no, I don't think so. It is funny that like um, watching Love Island... Y- Eat. The people are hot, but they don't appeal in any way to me. But I'm watching it understand through the lens of someone who would be attracted to all these people. Like, who's the hottest? Who's the least hot? This Though is what I wouldn't date any of them. Um, du Bois calls a double consciousness. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I just remember. Okay. I just he wrote. Remember he I wrote about that famously when he was watching Love Island. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, yesterday was Sam's birthday. Um, did you get any gifts? I did. Um, Felipe and Will gave me a board game. Why? Sam likes board games. Oh, but I don't. I don't have really. A, I haven't incorporated them into my life in any way. Yeah, I like, I I like no them idea. abstractly, like <laughs> the idea of living a life where I play board games and I have a friend group that plays board games. That's yeah. something that holds interest for you. Believe it or not, <laughs> you didn't know this. Don't I you remember when no we played idea. that game Pandemic with Sam? No. Were you not there? No. I had no idea. And that you have a vision of yourself in a friend yeah, group Yeah, well, it that doesn't appeal games. to you because you're a little sicko who likes to like, <laughs> talk. You think socializing yeah. is a game. And that's you, right. You, that's so right. you wouldn't understand the that's concept right. of playing a game while that's with right. your friends. Yeah, that's not a game I play. Here's a game I play. Caroline and Will went on a hike on Monday. I texted them both separately and said, how was the hike? That's my game you're I play. You're a little pervert. You should have made a group. Yeah. A group chat to ask them both. I make a group chat. I ask them both. Then I ask them both in my back channel. Oh, I see. Because you were trying to pit them against each like, other. Well, let's see. Did they both have a good time You're on the You're a sick hike? freak. You know, because if I asked them together, they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's a good time. And then you screenshot the different people's yep. answers. Yep. One t- This is an old story. But one time I 
was texting Sarah, like, how are you doing or something? And she texted me a long paragraph of how she was doing. And then I found out that Lena had gotten the exact same text text message That's so it. she had That's copied it. and pasted whichever one maybe she sent it to lena first and That's then right. sent it That's to the right. other person That's right. and i thought i thought they would you I sicko. Thought sam and lena are on opposite ends of our friend group they'll never convene you know what though <laughs> you know what though sometimes you got the same thing to say to two people what are you gonna do write two texts what do you think bro is i know you, you got do? the same thing i totally relate to oh it, did i tell you the story about sometimes you want to you want to get feedback from different people the same thing yeah we're gonna do write a whole new text so that on the off chance that they find out that you wrote the same text you want uh, me to curate the narrative of my I life specifically say, for you Sam, as an audience this <laughs> message could only be written for you what You're if the so text smart what if the text opened listener. with dear and then like a three underscores <laughs> to represent a space <laughs> blank <laughs> yeah and i thought of you for texting this message to you because you, your life experiences are perfectly matched to yeah. be able to weigh in and deliver wisdom about this particular anecdote. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it's about me breaking off something with someone and, um, you guys figured it out, I guess, because you were at dinner and you were discussing it and you were both describing what had happened, the events <laughs> in exactly the same terms because you had taken them from my text message and you were like, wait, why did you put it? Exactly like. <laughs> oh wait, you, him and Lena. Yes, or him we, and Lena were talking about me, my thing, and they were both were saying we, the exact. Lena's same. in the chat. She says we read them aloud in unison. <laughs> <together>. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so I got a board game that's called Escape from the Dark Castle. Oh, it'd be nice if you could bring it out and show it. It's an atmospheric oh, adventure nice game. If you really like it. It says the game of atmospheric adventure. Wow, I was gonna get Sam a shirt, but I didn't know he wanted games. <laughs> Have you got? Did you get him the shirt? No, I found one I wanted to order. So you are getting him a gift. That was my intention. Yeah, that was my intention. Yeah, you know what's interesting? So yeah, show 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 people the game. That's Kem's two games. So because there's an expansion pack. Check this out, um, and if you're listening after the live show, we'll put a link, and you can go and see and use code Raisin to get your own. Can dark you read? Castle. Can you read the back because it's really funny. Escape from the Dark Castle, the game of atmospheric adventure. Also, this is a card game, so what atmosphere can be evoked by the cards? I don't know. After years of wrongful incarceration, you finally break free of your cell. Now you face danger at every turn on a desperate quest to escape. All incarceration is wrongful. Yes, exactly. In this case, though, you're not supposed to be in prison. And there are people who are staying in that prison who are supposed to be. What do you mean, supposed to be in prison? Because you didn't do anything in this game. <laughs> Welcome I'm making prison. a joke, Sarah. I understand what you're disagree. saying. I'm making a joke, too. I'm uh, doing okay, a joke okay, with okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, and there's an expansion pack. Welcome prisoners to a new era of the Dark Castle, the Death Hear Knight. This. Hear this, Sarah, the Death Knight. The Death Knight has risen to prominence. His dark calls. <laughs> Sorry. The, the Death Knight, the Death Knight has risen to prominence, his dark cult bringing new danger to the castle, his deadly curses plaguing those who seek to escape. What? The Dead Knight has risen to prominence. This is a game? It's everything's dark and dead. Oh my he gosh. has risen to prominence indeed. And show the dead the death the dead knight. Because oh he's a fearsome sight. Oh man, some of the cards you can get in this game. 
the rotten shield. <laughs> Whenever you take damage, reduce the amount by one. Stale loaf of bread. Discard to restore two HP to your character. Wow. Even the bread you get is not good. Decaying, Nothing good happens in this universe. Decaying blade. There's a ghoul as well. You see the ghoul? <laughs> the ghoul. What's it yeah, called? There's a ghoul. Everything has like a mod, like a descriptor at the beginning, like the stupid arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow. An ugly helmet. <laughs> wow, you have to be 14 years old to play this game. Good okay. thing. Good thing we're all over 14. Yeah. And I pass. So you're forming a new friend group to do this kind of thing <laughs> yeah, with? with 14-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sarah, I'm going to make you play this. Oh, man. I would just... you, what would happen if I made you play a game like that? Would you do it? I or would, would you do drag it. your feet at every like, turn? And I know a lot of people feel this way. Having the rules of a new game explained to me, my brain just shuts down. I can only play games I already know. But don't you like that moment where they go, you'll get it as we go. Yeah. That's the best <laughs> moment of the explanation. Well, let's just play around, okay? You'll get yeah. it. You'll pick it up. Ugh. Yeah. And then you do. You know, and then you do. But that's hard. It's we're, hard. We're going to start playing this game every night instead of going to open mics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get good at this game. <laughs> that's funny. You that's get so we should play it on the podcast. JK, we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying that I wish there was a kind of role-playing element where you could like describe your character. You know, because so there's a bunch of characters you can pick from. There's y a Tanner, the Abbot. You can describe a character to me now if you want. <laughs> he's a monk, <laughs> but he's having a crisis of faith. <gasps> Ooh. And he uh, can cast spells. Ooh. He's a dark monk. <laughs> he's with a, a death monk. <laughs> With a ugly bread. Yeah. <laughs> the dirty shoes <laughs> and the dirty beard. Yeah. Why do you have to get so close to the chat to read it? It's funny. It's funny because, like, we're obsessed with depictions. It's so fun to think of depictions of the Middle Ages as these, like, disgusting, grimy, dark times with, like, evil and darkness and people everything's decaying and things like that but it's like if you were living in the medieval you were era, laughing you were laughing there was a chuckle you there was a laughing. chuckle now and again yeah, and in summertime when it's nice oh, out looking at the blue sky people would be dancing yes. Do you of think people course. were that dirty? I mean, you know, people... They were dirty for sure. You but think not so? that dirty. Yeah. Do you, I'm you like think they got in the water and it's like, I'm going to get this dirt off? Yeah. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I think they did do that. I think they did do that. Yeah. Remember in in um, Andre Rublev when he comes across that like witch pagan ceremony and everyone's naked and they're mm, all laughing they're and dancing and like yeah. running into the streams and stuff. I was like, that's... I think the Middle Ages, they had moments like that too. Or, or moments where people... Sit, sat sometimes. around and hung out and made jokes with it. Rift, even. In my, mind, the, in, the middle, in my mind, in the Middle Ages, the kinds of jokes they liked was like someone to pull down their pants and get, do a loud, wet fart. <laughs> and everybody would laugh. Yes. Stuff, that was like the kind of humor they liked back then. <laughs> yes. Someone would take a little, st uh, a little stick and they'd put it into a loop and they would roll it down a street and people would go, ha, <laughs> 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 That's cool. Just absolute dollars. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but if you were wrongfully inca incarcerated in a dark castle, I'm sure that that was the kind of that's kind of the vibe you would have. The kind of incarceration is wrongful. The kind of atmospheric vibe that you would have encountered. 
they would they would the people would be like in the Middle Ages, they'd go, this is like a, a parent-teacher conference at Euphoria High School. Oh, my God. And then they would uh, then they'd be dressed up in a crazy mm-hmm. way. I can't watch that show. I can't be looking no one about stuff about sexy teenagers. It's just too... But they're not really teenagers. teenagers. We should watch an episode together. I don't want to. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Too crazy. I don't think it'll make me feel... Do people watch it and feel good? I just want to feel good. Mm-hmm. They do. They feel empowered. If you've seen <laughs> it, if, if you're in the chat and you've seen Euphoria, you tell us if you good. feel good after you watch it. you feel it. like shit? Art doesn't have to make you feel good, Sarah. N- Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, d- it doesn't have to make you feel good. Hmm. People don't feel good listening to this podcast, but they know they have to in That's order to get right. the news. That's right. <laughs> 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 um, Lena is maybe in the chat. Lena sent me this episode of this podcast called The Dig, right? Lena, is that what it's called? Do you guys know what this is? I've yeah. heard of The Dig. I don't know what it is. Lena sent me an episode of it. Okay. I think it's like a leftist conversations podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a socialist podcast. Is that right? The it Dig. brands itself as a, soci- a, a serious socialist, a serious socialist podcast. Um, and she sent me an episode of it. And I was listening to it while I was cleaning my room. I don't really listen to podcasts, especially not of this kind. And um, it was just a bunch of leftists, intellectuals of different kinds, Talking about how, like, everyone feels weird and bad right now, and, like, no one knows what's going to happen, and we all feel like we're on the edge of history, and they were just having a conversation about that, and they um, just kept, like, listing, the whole conversation was structured around, like, things that need to, well, that needs to be part of the conversation, too. You know, sure, that's happening on the left, but it's also happening on the right, and that should also be part of the conversation. And don't forget, this also happened in the 1970s, and not just in the labor movement, but also, you know, in the movement for improving education. And so that should be part of the conversation. And they just kept having this conversation that went on and on and on about, about what should be, part, what of should the be part of the conversation. And it just made me feel uh, hopeless, despondent. Like nothing exists, nothing is wow. real. It made me feel worse. It made me feel worse. Was um, that Lena's intention? I of guess so. It to you? I guess <laughs> she <laughs> wanted to be- beat you down. No, she wanted me to have more context. This is gonna make <laughs> you feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, it just made me feel like I've been having this feeling a lot recently, where um, ev- I feel like every narrative form is like failing me. Like no anyone's ways of like organizing thoughts and ideas. I'm just like meh. And even my own self, I hear myself talking. I was talking the other day about the hegemonic world order and like as the words are falling out of my mouth they were just like crumbling into dust mm. i was just like shut the fuck up like what the fuck are you talking about what like, about um everything's failing me what about my little edie comics i like the little edie comics okay so there's some so there's, there's something <laughs> in the horizon <laughs> that you like well played i like the i like avocado ibuprofen oh that guy's great <laughs> um, i like the call center i like avocado ibuprofen yeah. Yeah. You should look up, look them up. I don't look know. Them up, look up the call centers. What's also. the call center? It's like a sort of quasi web comic art project that's on Instagram. That's very cool. Cool. Yeah. So and those are the only things that I'm responding to right now. Yeah. Other than that, my pulse is down at. I don't love dead. conversations about what should be included in the conversation. No, no I don't understand them. <laughs> what yeah. conversation? Just we're, we're having a in. conversation. Include bring it. it in. Just include bring it, it in. Out. Don't talk bring about it at the next conversation. What we should include? Yes. Include it now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is funny. Me and Will saw this movie called Empty Metal. We went to, in, in January, Spectacle, the Spectacle Movie Theater. If you're part of our international audience, it's an art house movie theater in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, New York City, USA. And um, <laughs> in January, they show their most popular movies from the whole past year. And one of them was this movie, Empty Metal, that came out in 2018. That's about um, the end of the world. And it's set in like a moment that feels almost exactly like right now in New York City, but it's like a little bit more like fucked up or something, and you can't really put your finger on a it. A little more fucked a up little than more, 
right can now. Can you imagine? I can I'm shivers going up. down my spine thinking uh, of that. And I'm going to need a bifter to get They convinced this band of three people. <laughs> There's three people in an electronic band, and they convince them that um, each of them, like one of them goes to kill Derek Chauvin, one of them goes to kill George Zimmerman, and one of them goes to kill um, whoever murdered Eric Garner or whatever cop. And um, it's specifically those real life people, but they blur the faces out and like beep over the names so that it's like they never really say Derek but Will, Chauvin. Will but Will said that you get it through context. But what you get the it through context, context. What is the context that you get it? Um, they have they incorporate these animations that are like recreating the scenes of the people being killed by the cops. So you see just like these uh, amorphous purple figures doing stuff. But if you know how these different people famously were killed by the cops, you recognize them immediately. But they never have to say. That you make the connection yourself. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, and then there was a Q and A afterwards, and the director. I hope he doesn't listen to Razor Man. Um, <laughs> like the the person who was moderating the Q and A got up and was like, "Wow, so it seems like the movie is about how like the left needs to use violence as the answer." And he was like, "No, no, no, no. I'm just saying violence needs to be part of the conversation." Um, <laughs> and that yeah. was like full stop. That's the answer to the question. It was like one bad question, two. Bad answer. <laughs> and that made me feel despondent as well. Okay, yeah, I'll bring violence into the into conversation. The con- <laughs> yeah, Will, amazing. Will described the experience of really liking the movie, mm-hmm. and then the more you stayed at the Q&A, the more you disliked the movie. Totally. Q&As totally. are a bad idea. Totally. And what's sad about it is that I thought that Will had asked us to go see this particular screening because he wanted to see the Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did he pick the one with the Q&A unless that meant something to him? So the movie ends, and he turns to me, he's like, you want to stay for the Q&A? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, man, this is yeah. what you want to do. It's your special night. We'll stay for the Q&A. And um, he was like, oh, yeah, I mean, Oh, okay. We can stay for the Q and A. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, okay, you don't. And but then it was too late. And the then director it was, too late. was like, honestly, no! we were in the front row. No. Um, as soon as I registered that we both didn't want to stay for the Q and A, and we had to stay for it. Yeah, spectacle so tiny, there was no way out. Every time a Q and A begins, my knuckles just like grab yeah. onto the seat, and I yeah. start sweating. No, my mind starts racing to think of a, que- a dope question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I like them for documentaries because in the documentary world, you just ask like, "So then, what happened to them <laughs> in real life?" <laughs> and I think that that's cool. But in a narrative film, it's like, don't ask anything about. <laughs> you should be like, "What happens to the characters <laughs> after?" <laughs> after the movie? Yeah. And so then what? So then they went into the woods, and then what? Like, did they go back? Like did they do the band idiot. again? <laughs> totally. But people are just asking all these questions at the meaning of the film, and it's like, this man, he has said what he wanted to say. He made the movie. That's the statement. There's nothing to say. The only questions you can ask are, what camera did you shoot this on? <laughs> what program did you use? <laughs> That's the only use? question that should and be how asked. how long did it take? Yeah. That's it. Those are the only good questions. Or you can plug you can a thing a that you want people to see of yours, you know. Yes. That's another <laughs> yeah. great thing. You can make a really long remark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or a business or something. Yeah, exactly. Q&A should be opportunities for people I to share businesses. That share they want. Does anybody have a trailer they want to show? <laughs> yeah. I would like to share. Yeah. yeah, I think Q&As are, uh, you know, what's hard about them is no one, it's like hard to strike that balance for audience members of like, how cringe not to be you know what i mean like, yeah how cringe are we allowed to be you don't you don't want to show you don't want to like show off too much you want to be curious enough 
the direct, you know, the, and then the director, that's a whole nother variable. Are they an idiot? Yes. Are they smart? They need to be asked a respectful number of questions, but like mostly everyone's ready to go. So yeah. don't ask, don't let it and, go and on. And also everyone in the audience has been just being silent for two hours, yes. passively watching yes. a movie. Yes. So you're not ready to talk. You, yes. You're not ready. You don't have a question teed up. Your thoughts aren't organized. So these people get to the mic and they're like, I was uh, just, I, um, can you say was that actor what was like, the beginning how did it start again? <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, like, that's right. what's going through your head after right. you watch a movie right and that's why when we used to do the live Raisin Man show we didn't do a Q&A after because no, we knew people are ready to just relax and have fun we said go get right. a drink that's and then right. if you have a question you can just come up and ask it Mm-hmm. Yeah, that may. I mean, maybe that's been done in an alt room, but doing a Q and A with the audience it's a as funny a stand up could be funny. I think that's a funny idea. Yeah. yeah, maybe we will do it at our next live show. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. I, I think Q and As are a bad idea, usually, and it's so sad that it ruined the movie for Will. You don't want to know oh, too it is much. So sad that it ruined it's the movie. So for Will. Will, Will loves movies. He loves movies. They're one of the best things that's going on in his life right now. And he now. loves <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wants yeah. to be having fun. But he doesn't like people who are politically cringe. No. And that's also the one thing he hates the most. He didn't. He had an issue with the, the fact that the movie's politics. I, I can't wait for him to listen to this and text me and be like, "That's not what I said." Um, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that the movie's politics were anarchist and Will's a communist. It's true. He said he was on an anarchist. That the yeah. director was on an anarchist. What a lens to watch a movie through. Mm-hmm. Will said that, and then the idea just washed over me. Just like <laughs> some nothing, pointless no conflict between two <laughs> groups of people with no power. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> yeah you guys hash that out. You yeah. should fight that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's Everybody's interesting. a little cinephile these days. What's it's that true. about? Well, everyone got letterboxed. Yeah. yeah. Got letterboxed. Sarah, what, wait, say more. What do you mean by that? <laughs> so I've been going around saying this for a couple of weeks now, trying to get someone to engage with me and to explain to me what uh, what I mean about it. And no it's one like will. like jo- trying to join the march. You know? <laughs> Come out of your homes. <laughs> you see people in their windows You're saying backing yes. them to Suddenly, the street. Suddenly, all sorts of randos love yes. one car Y. Yes, and I'm brave enough to say it. Now, I need someone else to fill in the blank. Why does this matter? What does it mean? I'm not sure. I have the vision. I'm like an oracle. I have the vision that there's too many people who are cinephiles, but I can't explain it. Okay, well, let's build together. It's a sandbox here. Yeah. So set us up. Set us up. What's, what's going on? Too many people are... You go on Letterboxd. Everyone you know is watching a movie or two yep. movies every single day. Already, that doesn't make sense. We're young. We're virile. People should not be at home watching images and illusions on screens. They, they should, should be, be community they should building. They should be wrestling and playing football. And they should be wrestling and playing football and having children and doing all these different things. Um, but they're watching these movies. And they're watching obscure, random movies they shouldn't even know about. You should not know about movies that were made in the 1960s and 70s. Mm-hmm. There's new movies coming out all the time. Why do you know about these? What business is it of yours to be watching all this stuff no one's ever heard of? And and your friends are watching it too? Why? What for? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I got. You, do you see what I... You get the... You know yes. what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, no, People no, are no, watching I'm, these I'm, fucking movies. Well, let me try something out. It's because... <laughs> it's because movies have been... They are now like a kind of co- a co- 
they have a cultural cachet on the internet now that they like didn't have in the past or maybe was yes. relegated to a niche part of the yes. internet. Yes. So now it's like movie watching movies is like a social platform for which you can kind of like meet people and have a shared language and, you can and get a clouded shared conversation. You can get clouded from it. So now everyone's in in the scenophile business. Yes. They're in the movie watching game. Um and so it's mainstream now. And maybe it's easier to watch weird movies because you can just get a streaming. You can just get Criterion. That's true. You can access the movies more easily. Yeah. Yeah. And you can access the information about the movies more easily. It's true. Well, you know, to me, One Car Car Wise in the Mood for Love is representative to me of this. Yes. Right? right. Everyone like uh, goes Google. Somehow knows of this movie and watches it. I've seen it. I saw it. Hated it. I didn't enjoy it either. Didn't like it. Yeah. Everyone is crazy about Don't this. Don't get movie. it. But anyways, I I only wanted to say that because I I have a bone to pick with everyone who really likes it. Yeah. What do you think explains that? Well, it just looks beautiful. I really didn't get it. I don't want to say it just looks beautiful, but it does look. No, beautiful. it was well. One thing it, about it, it is that it um it was supposed to be take place in 1960s Hong Kong, but Wong Kar Wai couldn't. F- he tried to film it in Hong Kong, but he couldn't get like the buildings to look old so all the movies shot in these like really like like constrained tight shots so that he doesn't like give away the Hmm. the background and so it has this really like small feeling and that that's indicative of of the pacific the east asian pacific kind of idiosyncrasy that's right the idiosyncrasies and what kind of differentiates us true (laughs) um yeah, what's well also interesting because I have this other like little theory. I haven't said this one, I don't think, a lot, but about like live audiences not being that good. Uh, like I mean? feel like um, I don't know. I'm trying this idea out, listeners. So if it's wrong, I'll, I'll issue a correction on the next podcast. Um, I guess I don't feel like there's a big audience for a lot of live work that's going on like i don't know this is a, it's probably symptomatic of the fact that i'm a comedian and every comedy show i go to the audience is just full of other comedians and there's sort of this culture of like now it's our turn to be on the stage and it's your turn to be in the audience and like there's not really a feeling of like presentness i guess or like a real excitement to see different shows but i don't know why i feel this way as i'm saying it. i'm like oh it just depends on the show um but there's just something about the way that people are like watching these movies that I'm like, wow, the dedication to the form and the craft and the desire to know about the entire history of cinema. Because it's also the people I'm thinking of who are really into watching movies are also into making movies. That's the thing I was going to so say, they're too, a great yeah. audience to their own form, and I respect that. So, hmm. so are you trying to say it's good or bad? I'm not making a value judgment. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that most people watch things as the people who want to make that thing. Yes. I I do think it's weird that when you talk, I've had this experience where you talk to a lot of comedians and you ask them what they like really want to do. And they're like, I want to make a movie. Yeah. And not even a funny movie, like a great, impactful movie. And I, it, it made me think this, this thing that you're saying, which is like, oh, everyone is the, sort of their own sort of like amateur little filmmaker. Yeah. Um, Someone's oh. at the door. Oh, these might be the people. It's a what? guest. What's who the what people? Can you tell them to come back later, Sam? Um, I don't know. I don't want to be doing a podcast while there's people like fixing the house and stuff. Yeah, it's her. Yeah, that's it's that's her super so funny. <laughs> it's her superintendent. Amazing. And now you have to explain that we're doing the podcast. 
Hey, yeah. we're doing our podcast. Yeah. How's How it are going? you? <laughs> good. How are you good? You can, you can listen to it, right? Yeah, of course, of course. Of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> our yeah. super has come to uh, fix. There, there's a, there was a leak in the ceiling, and uh, now he's come back just to paint it. So he's here in the room with us, and yeah. <laughs> we can get him on. We can interview yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You're saying like everyone is a cinephile. I don't know if I. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, I think that's true about the, <laughs> the people you're that I'm seeing, thinking but I'm of. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's true in my life. Yeah. Or maybe I don't know. I, I guess it's also striking me because I don't. I'm not enjoying watching movies recently. I don't really like it at all. I, it's about narrative movies. I still like watching documentaries, but even that, not quite as intensely as I used to. Hmm. Every movie I put on, I'm just like, meh. Like, I don't watch a movie by myself. And well, I don't feel... neither would I, yeah. yeah. And I don't... Like, it doesn't occur to me... I have a watch list of movies to watch, and I look at it, and I'm like, nah, I guess I could just die before I watch all these. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> true. No, you'll live longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just a weird feeling. And I went to see um, The Hand of God, which is a Paolo Sorrentino movie, and he made La Gran Balazza, which is my favorite movie. And so I was excited to see it. And I just watched it, and I, like, walked away. I wish you guys had seen this movie, but... It made me feel mostly nothing. I was like, I don't, I didn't dislike it. I didn't like it. And I feel that way about a lot of things. I watched another movie recently. I'm trying to think of what it was where I had the exact same reaction. Where I was just like, oh, I, even watching Empty Metal, I was like, oh, there's some interesting elements in here, but whatever. Well, you know, often <laughs> like things don't hit. Often know? things don't hit. I guess I need to be watching 10x times as many movies so, so that, that something can hits. get some more hits. Yeah. 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 I've just been feeling like, so turned off by movies and so then everyone around me being such little cinephiles i'm like for what for are what you f- are you feel turned on by something else uh, <laughs> i guess not I'll, I'll tell you what though this might may be a, an antidote um okay. to this malaise that you're in but uh i watched moana with uh <laughs> my, Bro. with my um nieces <laughs> and with your older brother <laughs> <laughs> And it was, I was captivated by Moana. I saw five <laughs> minutes of it. I hated it. <laughs> no, but it was, it was simultaneously the fact that there was like little kids in the room. And I sure. thought I was sort of watching it through their eyes. Okay. And I was absolutely charmed. Yeah. And it's funny because those little kids, they just watch Moana over and over again. That's right. And they, the, my, my cousin's like, do you want to watch a different movie? And they're like, no we want to see Moana again. Aww. And you, do you remember being a little kid where you could watch the same movie over and over and over? With the same episodes and stuff. Just mm-hmm. like whatever SpongeBob is on, you would watch it. Yeah, you'd yeah. memorize every episode of SpongeBob. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, f- I saw it. I mean, you're maybe right that it is a movie for kids, but the thing that I'm most, and it's like a thing that I've noticed a lot in like a lot of Disney movies now, is like the ways that the characters act they all act like theater kids. Like the f- expressions they make and the jokes mm. they make. I'm like, everybody in these movies is a theater kid. I don't know if that makes sense. What That's I'm funny. Saying. I know you feel that way about Encanto. I <laughs> saw the poster for Encanto and I thought, th- she's got a theater kid face. She's like, mm. I don't know. It's like, there's like, like a kind awkward. of awkwardness yeah. and it's like not, it doesn't feel like natural. And it's like, oh, because w- they're trying to be like real kids, you know, isn't not it, but isn't it the opposite is that came first and then theater kids start acting like that. I don't know. Right? I think there is some sort of feedback loop. There's a but dialectic if, for sure. If you watch like Aladdin or something, they don't act like theater those kids. people act they don't normal. Act, yeah, <laughs> normal. Oh, they act like Arab just they act people like in the 12th century. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they act just like kind of chill. Yes, they act 
chill. That's right. They're not like, mm, that's weird. I don't know. There's just a fuck. And then when I was watching Moana, every acting beat was that. Yes, I think that's right. And it was really grating on me. It pisses me off too that little ki- like Disney and Disney movies and Pixar movies are now about children. They that feature it, a hero <laughs> about children, whereas like Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, these are about adults, Ooh, adult who, stories, who are having sex, they're going <laughs> on adventures, they're killing yes, people, they're suffering from poverty, they're suffering from poverty, mm-hmm. and now it's little children who can't do any of those things and don't know they have no, no depth. They can they have powers beyond their imagine their wildest dreams? Can you imagine in Beauty and the Beast like? them making Beauty and the Beast today, it's about a woman who goes to live with a monster in a castle <laughs> and has to marry her. No, too scary. That's and, too and, scary. And if they were kids? Oh, they no, you're kids. saying what if it's that movie got made today? Yeah, but it did get made today. My, my they point is they, would, they wouldn't make it. Or Mulan. They, a story yet they did. They did remake it. With uh, Emma Watson. Oh, they did. So they didn't it. remake Mulan with Emma well, Watson. Well, that's because well now it's part of the canon, so now it's like safe. But you, you could never invent another Beauty and the Beast type story and make it today it would feel would strange say, no 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 this would this hap- has to happen to a little precocious little child who's annoying <laughs> well can i can i bring you guys two two great controversies of of disney movies first one they're gonna they're gonna remake snow white with people and peter dinklage came out to say why are we recycling this old trope about dwarves um like we should not be making this and Disney said, "We hear his, we hear his words, and we're gonna come up with a new kind of cool." Way I heard to do that it. new and concept, I'm, and I'm like, "What's the new concept?" <laughs> seven guys, <laughs> seven, <laughs> seven dudes, regular sized guys, yeah. seven little children. They are pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're little monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I. Let's That's see. Funny. Let's see what Disney pulls out of their back pocket. That there were people on Twitter that were like, "He's just jealous he didn't get cast." But I'm no. like, that dude doesn't need that work, especially not, not in whatever crappy ass Disney. No way. What they're gonna make him? Seven? They're no gonna way. make him grumpy. He's a star. <laughs> no Watch way. the movie come out, and he isn't, and he's like, "Okay, you know, he's a check's a check." I'll be goopy or whatever. <laughs> I'll be I'll be sneezy. Dopey. Sneezy. Sneezy bashful. <laughs> like the role. Uh, ever since I joined the theater and became an actor, I always wanted to be sneezy. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Okay. That's the first one. And then there was another person on Twitter getting mad about Encanto. You saw it, right? What did you think? Well, I didn't. I don't know if I saw it. Yeah, you did. You, you texted me? me about it. Oh, I <laughs> you texted me about it. <laughs> I'm teeing you up to say, Sarah. See you. Those little what what webs we weave when first it's we true. practice to deceive. You, you know? reap and you sow. Yeah, you're playing your little text games. You don't even know it's gonna come. But back no, and but hurt you would you. even if you you would remember you saw Encanto. Yeah. And what did you think? We don't talk about uh, Bruno. That's what the, that's one of the songs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I didn't like it. It was too um, it was too high octane. Like it's so fast paced. It's built for just like a five second attention span. So there's just like no air in it. There's no breath. There's no time for character development. It's just like bah, 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 bah. every song is like so perfect that it's like charmless and kind of like uh, repulsive. And uh, and yeah. it's all Liminal Miranda. Is that right? I guess so. I think he's a collaborator on it. He's writing all those movies now. He's writing all those movies. 
And like, I don't know, everyone's just telegraphing so hard what they're like, the moral is of their part of the story. And maybe I need to go back and watch some of the other movies, but I kind of feel like in Finding Nemo, every character isn't like teaching you something. Some of them are just like random fucks. Like, I'm the turtle. Yeah. No, I, I think accent. I think they are. It's just more subtle. Yeah, it's more subtle. The turtle teaches you to go with the flow. Thank you, Juan. Thank you. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's right. They do teach you different things. But this well, is like the older sister is a metaphor for how the oldest sibling sometimes has too much pressure on them. And the middle sister is the most beautiful. And it's about how trying to be perfect is like too much. And her whole song is just like hitting that with every single well, I'll lyric. Make, I'll make a stupid point. Stupid, uh, what do you call it? Like hair splitting point. Finding Nemo is Pixar. And movies like Encanto are Disney. They're separate. Disney Pixar. Disney Pixar, but they're separate. Well, I don't know if now they've like merged. <laughs> they I don't are know. merged. Are they merged now? Disney owns Pixar. Well, I think because they it used to be, studio? it used to be that they were separate studios. So like, Wally and um, <laughs> fucking Toy Story and all those movies had one yeah, yeah, vibe, yeah, 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 and they were like really good. Yeah, and yeah. then Disney would come out with like the shittier. I'm trying to think. Like uh, Tangled is Disney, right? Um, Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's destroying my yeah. Um No, um, but my point being that it used to be that the Disney ones were more kitty and the Pixar ones were like a little more serious and good. But now the Pixar ones have become kind of like the Disney one. And I don't know if there's been a merger or what's like happened. Right. But like when I saw Luca, the one about Italian... An Italian mermaid? Have you seen this movie? About no. an Italian fashion. Felipe yes. loves... <laughs> <laughs> about Mussolini. <laughs> um, I hated that movie. And uh, it was like what you're saying. It was like no airtime. It's just totally expositional. Th- this yeah. Is, this is something my mom said, which I think is an interesting take. She just said it to me a while ago, but she was like, all the Di- the Pixar movies, and I've said, I think I've said this to you, all the Di- Pixar movies are about fathers in crisis. Mm. And she, that's why she doesn't like the Pixar movies because mm. it's all about dads dealing what with about Toy Story? the crisis of... Of, of being a, a young father, mm. like a father with a new child. Not Toy Story though. Yeah, but in Toy, Toy Story, he, toys, yeah. he is a he is about a father who's and and the kid who plays with him is like his son, and he's like dealing with like oh. the feeling of obsolescence. Wow! Wow! wow. What about yeah, Wally? You need, you need to go. To he's college. not a father. You need to go to college. He's not a father. Wally's a robot. Well, I think Wally. I don't have a one teed up for that, but that's an exception because that's like the later one. What you about Ratatouille? That's a later one too. Ratatouille, because remember he has he has that. Oh, father. he has a dad issue he, in he it. Has, That's yeah, the yeah, dad. Yeah, and rat. the dad's like, you can't be. Oh, yeah, but you want to be. Yeah, but okay, now you're stretching out the definition to include any character who has a dad. But that's the main okay, character. Yeah, yeah, but but let's include the things in the canon. Finding Nemo. It's about Monsters a dad. Inc. Enough. Wait, what's the Monsters Inc? There's no dad. Yes, it's about these the the big the big oh, hairy guy right. and then the, the they girl. have a little kid and you're they're right, like they right. have to take care of it. Okay, okay, send them send more cars. That's not about a dad. Maybe that's a later one. <laughs> Lightning McQueen though, he's yeah. so cute. Well, um, <laughs> the, so the Incredibles. Cute. That is about a dad. Okay, that's about a dad. okay, you got me. You got me. Um. Uh, what, what, fuck, what's the other one? Well, I have a different remark. What's okay. your remark yeah. to make? Which was that it was interesting watching this bad Disney movie because did you guys watch the documentary about the making of Emperor's New Groove? No, but I know that it has like a funny history. It has a funny history. Okay, so Sting was supposed to score the movie. I think he wrote the music in the end. Um, and while he was scoring it, his wife, who's a documentary filmmaker, made a documentary about the making of the Emperor's New Groove oh, that then was banned by Disney. Not allowed to be released, but you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Wait, oh, how really? can they do that? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I guess because it was all filmed at Disney Studios and everyone in it was like a Disney employee and yeah. they just had some ability to like maybe they had some contract work out that was like they got prior approval and they said no. Um, and the documentary basically portrays this like insane workplace culture where like the artists work for years developing a project and they show it to like the top execs and the execs are like back to square one none of this don't like this it's over um and then they go back years of work um and it's like really brutal and the person who came up with the idea for the emperor's new groove ends up leaving the project pretty early on because they like take his ideas so far away from what he wanted that he's like fuck this put a different guy in charge of it that guy's under like this incredible stress they do these screenings of it for the executives and like they play it once to like total silence in the room like they hate the movie like it's Whoa. just so intense and they're constantly like reworking and subjecting things to like all these levels of criticism um and it just seemed really stressful and hardcore uh but the emperor's new groove if i'm remembering correctly is awesome i remember it being a great movie yeah very funny in the end are they happy with the product and in the end they're happy with the product the people who worked on it though were like jesus fucking christ but it is kind of like minor disney it's like yeah. a sort of lightweight Disney movie. It's not Beauty and the Beast. But it was made not in the early round of Disney classic movies. I feel like for people in our generation, like Emperor's New Groove is like awesome, awesome movie people love. Yeah, but do you see what I mean about it Crunk? being kind of lighter? Crunk? David Crunk? Spade is the emperor? Yeah. He's the llama? And Crunk is Llama culture? <laughs> random Hello. llama? Yeah. Random uh, llama? Ring a bell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, but you see what I mean about it being a lighter. Sure, sure, sure. But I guess I'm just saying that they have this really stringent process that they portrayed in this. That I was like, oh, and that's how they make these like beloved movies that people really like because they make this process so intense and fucked up. And then it made me wonder: has the workplace culture shifted at all, or like maybe I'm wrong in thinking that that process has anything to do with the quality of the movies? Maybe I'm wrong that the Emperor's New Groove wasn't that good. But watching this like um, Encanto movie, I was just like. This is not good. So have they changed the way they're doing this? Or yeah. Like what's going it, it's on? It's hard to for me to imagine that a process like that would result in good movies. Why would it? A bunch yeah. of people I disagree. A, a, a hard process where you like say no to stuff that's not working and where you have high standards. I'm, yeah. I'm, no. being, I'm being kind of contrarian, but it's right. like this thing's like, no, it's, it should always be like breezy. It's like, no, it makes sense. I mean, they were good movies. And, yeah. and, the, and the picture, I mean, I don't know the truth. It probably has to do with resources and money too, but it's yeah. like. They're scaling it. They're putting out so many more movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe sometimes it goes wrong. Yeah. I mean, having so many what, people what giving I hear, feedback when, as When well. I hear that, I don't think, oh, high standards, nothing like you can't even let this sh little tiniest mistakes get through. What I hear is like there is a small group of people making very big decisions that then need to go get like executed by a, a plethora of artists. It's like I don't know if that's like a great that's not a great process for making a movie like it you will make something bad and weird and it's like better better to go to the auteur route where it's like people have like more or less full agency over what they do. It's like pretty collaborative and you don't have like weird executives who don't know how to animate and like, you know, have never made a movie in their life who've been gone to like business school or whatever. Be like, this is actually isn't right. the right movie to make. You need to make more. Yeah, but I think the executives in this case are like creative executives and they have this sort of like uh, council of people who are like, they know the Disney DNA and they're the experts on like whether or not this is really a Disney movie. And if it's not really a Disney movie, they don't let it come out as a Disney movie. 
You know, they're like, do it again, make it again. Um, and it's not just like, oh, whoever the chief business officer is also gets a round of notes. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the IT, um, the chief of IT. But I agree that I also want to see a process where there's too many people giving feedback. That, to me, in my work experience, is a culture of, like, everyone's got to justify their job by yeah. giving their little notes. And, like, yeah. they essentially end up just being a bunch of random opinions into the cut and you just keep doing rounds and rounds and rounds until an arbitrary number has gone by where you're like, Oh, we had five rounds in the contract and we did five. Okay. It's done. Um, and it's just, yeah, you know, not particularly. It's better. true. But then <laughs> see, I mean, maybe we are talking about the same thing. Cause I agree. That's like, you need like kind of a, a person with a vision that has high standards. Whereas to me, like when I saw that movie, Luca, I was like, this felt kind of made by committee. This felt like yeah. a bunch of people yes. were like, yeah. like focus testing each part of it. And they were like, Oh, it has this, it has Italy, it has this. And it's like, Oh no, there's not one person who's like, this is the vibe. This is yeah. The this is what we're doing. So I don't know. You should, everybody should watch the documentary. It's kind of funny. David Spade is funny in it because he doesn't have to like do any of the work that's really hard. He's just like along for the ride. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Send me the new script. It's funny that kids movies, it's like kids movies don't even need to be good. Kids will watch anything. Totally. Totally. But you don't, don't even need to put all that yeah. work in there. Yeah. Have you ever seen, um, oh, all the Universal movies are bad. The, uh, what's the one with Steve Carell's The Voice? We went on the ride. Not Secret Life of Pets, but, um, Oh, uh, Despicable Me. Despicable Me. Horrible. Aren't those movies beloved? Horrible, horrible. Don't I don't know if they're beloved, but it's te- they're terrible they're movies. Yeah. Well, the Minions. Everyone loves the Minions. Everybody loves the Minions. I love the Minions. I think yeah. the Minions is the perfect kind of thing that would really have terrified me as a child. <laughs> Sam, you got scared by such weird stuff growing yeah. up. I had a I, well, I had an active, beautiful mind. Can you, where, where if I saw a huge yellow-shaped pill with a massive eye in it that thing would then reappear at night when I was trying to go to bed <laughs> and like do s- scary cartoon stuff like bump around and you know hit my bookshelf like that would be the kind of things I would imagine I'd go this is scary don't don't do that why do you have three fingers mm. isn't that terrifying if you saw a little thing with three fingers I think they're Not adorable to me. I yeah. Think, yeah I think that's cool Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Everybody's different. It's true that everybody's different. Best animated movie is A Road to El Dorado. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Carly Marulli That's says. That's funny. I like that movie. I like that yeah. movie. Yeah. Good. Road to El Dorado. It's funny. I like Atlantis. I think that's a great one. Yeah. Everyone was so angular in that movie. Yes, they are angular. Yeah, I kind of like that about it. So what's coming up this week? We got Simple Town show on Saturday. It's oh be yes, extreme, extremely fire. good. Yeah, we came up with some pretty funny stuff at Union Hall, and then we get to play around a bocce ball afterwards. I don't think I'll ever in my life play bocce ball at Union Hall as many times no. as I've been there. No, it's a whole. That's for different people, different group of people. I would never stand in line and be like, "You guys, let me know when you guys are done with the bocce." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not something I want to do. But you should come to the show on Saturday. 7.30. Well, doors at 7, so get there at 7, because we're going to start at 7.30. So if you show up at 7.30, you're, you're, we've all, it will you're have cooked. Started, yeah. You're going to sit on the bench on the side? Not only show up, but get the tickets. Get the tickets when? Now. Get them now. Buy them now. Buy them now. So you can walk straight into the front door with a, uh, your coat on your arm and a hot date on your sleeve. Mm-hmm. You, know? mm-hmm. you just walk right in and said, yeah, two tickets, please. I think what else? What else is going on? Life World's opening back up. Open it back up. We're doing the Life World Improvement Week this week. 
We're painting some of the walls. We're putting but the walls were already painted. What are you painting? Not painting? in the lobby. We're putting the asbestos back in the walls. <laughs> we're getting a spigot, a coffee spigot that'll S- shoot out coffee. Spigot? Yeah. Spigot. Spigot. <laughs> spigot. Uh, what are we doing? So you're going to have coffee at the shows? We're going to have coffee at the shows. We're going to have a chandelier. I don't know. You know, we're doing we're improvements this week. going to have a chandelier. Maybe. Is that in the plans for real? I've been seeing a big reuse, which is the thrift store that's on the block, that they're selling a bunch of chandeliers. So I'm like, you should get one of those rotisserie hot dog things they have at 7-Eleven. Hell yeah. And then the thing that makes A huge cheese. shawarma? Hell yeah. And do Ooh, a big old shawarma. huge shawarma. <laughs> People get hungry. People get hungry and there's only a pizza mm-hmm. place next door. And you can so. cut your own shawarma. Ooh, you get the I'd big knife and then you can just cut however. White sauce, hot sauce, please, White Sarah. White sauce, hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it's funny. We're back. We're back doing Life World. I have to like, I've been, we get so many emails to do shows that I've been passively just um, agreeing to, I think most things that come in. If you're in the chat and I haven't answered an email from you, I will t- any any day now. Um <laughs> But I haven't been like thinking of good ideas for people to reach out to, which I think is usually makes fun shows. Like not everyone is just gonna find out about this random ass space that exists in Gowanus and I have to think of more ideas. Wait, you have to reach out to people to ask them to do shows. Yeah, look if I want Zia Anger to come do her my first film, which I did want her to do, I have to send her an email. You know, someone who's just like a little I don't even know if she lives in New York City anymore. She might live in Baltimore. So You should ask um, Biden to do a, like a rally there or something. <laughs> a town hall. <laughs> have it be a stop on a campaign trail. Yeah, yeah. A town hall. You could hall. probably get Eric Adams to do something. Yeah, Eric World. Adams to come and do something. That would be kind of Only in New York. Life World. Patron your local businesses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be pretty sick. Yeah. I think it could be a funny performance because he's so weird. I'm yes. sure he would say do something. No, weird. that would be really remarkable yeah. if we did that. Is it okay if I use the bathroom? I know we're almost done, but I really... Yeah, I mean, we can kind of call it. No, no, no. Okay, wait, I'll just wait. I mean, I was feeling like we're going to call it anyways. Oh, okay. I don't know what the time is. I can't see the time on your monitor. It's 9.30. Great. That's exactly the time mm-hmm. that we stop. I mean, it's 9.28. Oh, shit. So, we do two more minutes. We can just sit here in silence. Let's do a couple reps. No, let's do a couple reps. Let's do a couple raps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, How was your French toast? Can I have a bite? That yeah, bite you're saying? It needs more syrup. It needs more syrup, so I don't oh, want you having I it. I kind of want to wait. It needs more syrup. You can have a bite. Um, my roommates are changing the culture of our apartment so that it, there's no excess stuff laying around. They've cleared all the surfaces. Did I tell you guys this last night? Yeah. That's my kind of roommates. Yeah, I don't like that. Where's all you gotta? There's excess stuff. What are the surfaces for? Why are they horizontal if not to put stack things on them? Yeah, and and that just is making me feel as if, as I've I think I've said on the podcast before, I don't think that being messy is unethical, and I don't want to be made to feel as if that what I do is wrong. And then I also don't want the culture to be shifted. I don't want the dial to shift so far towards neatness that I'm fighting a battle every day of my life just trying to stay alive out there. (laughs) Yeah, it stresses me out. It stresses me. I had a dream that I confronted my roommates and was like, the apartment has gotten too neat and I'm feeling stressed. Are they going to hear this? They might. They might. So this is your way of telling them. This is my way of telling them. I had a dream. I had a dream that that happened. I happened would love to life. fight that battle with you. Yeah. <laughs> against, against you, though. I'd be on the side of darkness. There, there not being any stuff? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe they're texting me now. No, it's my friend Jasper. Um, yeah, it's just, you got to come see my apartment. There's nothing there on any of the surfaces. Not a single thing? There's a framed photograph sits upon the coffee table. Well, last time I was there, you know, <laughs> it was on the of table. Of Reagan. 
Yeah. <laughs> Last time I was there, you know what was on the table? A gingerbread house. Gingerbread house. That's the kind of thing I fill up the space with. It should be gingerbread houses and f- little French toasts. Other people's mail that I didn't throw away. Pizza that you haven't finished mm-hmm. where there's just like gross crusts Books, and stuff like that. hats, loose dollar bills. Yeah, c- yeah. Coke. Coke cans, yeah. beer cans. Mm-hmm. So that's just something that's going on with me. And I guess Ash I'll end trays. the show with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. Way to end the show. I'll send a message to my roommates too. A um, <laughs> little bit less. Uh, let me play more video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got this question. My friend Jasper said if there's time, ask Felipe about his journey into skating. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Felipe's well, new in the skateboarding world. I, we can talk about that later. I mean, uh, we're done, but we well, can. Fleet, Will we and Felipe are both embarrassed that they yeah, skateboard and yeah, they don't want to talk about, about it. And I try and take pictures it. of them with their skateboards and they don't and they run let me. Away. Yeah, they run yeah. away. Well, because we're not good. And I think, you know, it's like <laughs> cringe to like be like talking about how, how you skate if you're like just i don't know we, i just started i don't know about will he's been doing it for like a little longer he's embarrassed by everything it's true he's like he's has a higher embarrassometer but for <laughs> me it's like i've only been doing it for uh, like literally a month but so what you am can I? do a move that will can't do right no i'm like close to doing a move that will can't do but i can't do the move and i've will found out yesterday that Felipe landed this move that he can't do and will was really mad he was really pissed <laughs> He was kind of mad. The Why? thing is, because Felipe's a grinder and he works hard, and he That's anytime anything he wants to learn about, he watches little YouTube videos about <laughs> it. It's so funny. It is, he is like that. And I was thinking about the other day. You were like, "Oh, you have a little ED project." I was gonna like make that world famous or whatever, but then I've decided I don't. I don't need to if I don't want to. Wait, what? You were saying that you were like, "Oh, little ED." I, uh, you know, at one point you were like, "I'm gonna make this a cartoon, and it's gonna be, and I'm gonna sell this." And you had all these like visions for it, and then you were kind of like, "Yeah, but maybe not. Maybe I'm kind of like." So you're you're cool giving that. that as an example. Well, I haven't got finished because you're acting as if I'm like making that up. That's true, right? Something that kind of. I, I I can't quite remember exactly saying exactly that, but maybe something like that. But I guess continue. the point that I'm trying to make was that it blew my mind that I was like, oh my gosh, the ambition of this person who one day just thought, oh, I want to make a daily cartoon, made it. It's got a thousand plus followers on Instagram. People love the comic. Like, there's all this stuff you can do with it. You've been so dedicated to doing it, and you're just like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna do something else. Like it's amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, I am still doing little Edie, and still I doing keep it. It, I keep it going. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's like a not a great thing. I, I get distracted, and I, you know, it's like two weeks after being intensely focused for an extremely long time. I wouldn't even call it getting distracted. I would call that like fulfillment of a, a, a shorter journey. Mission you know, complete. Any, mission complete. Two exactly. weeks. Two weeks before I started skateboarding, I was like, I'm gonna start lifting weights, <laughs> and I'm gonna get big. And that was my project. And then I got the skateboard, and I was like, this is way more fun. Wow, what did you land? Honestly, uh, I just didn't land anything. The thing that Will Will's trying to do like this thing called a no comply and I like looked up how to do it and and I found a video that was like this is how you break down the steps. And so I broke down Will the steps. I would never watch a video like that. And, he <laughs> d- and, and I don't think he I mean maybe I'm wrong about this but I don't know if he's someone who like breaks steps. Like I'm like a nerd like I'm doing everything that they said in the video step by step and Will I don't think he like works that way. That's like no. not his but he's vibes so like yeah. we were at the we were like skating together and he's like doing tricks and stuff and i'm just like literally standing in one place doing one thing with my foot over and over wow, and over wow wow dork but <laughs> I, I don't know if it makes it might not make me better but anyways that was that was what happened it's like but i didn't even land it so it doesn't i don't think he needs to be mad that's very funny yeah. cool i mean we could talk about it more later it is fun i mean i'm having a ton of fun with it and i think about it a lot but yeah, I don't really. Do you like being around the other skaters? It's just we're not really around other skaters. Like I go to this court. I mean, we did start talking to this boy 
who's like a Brazilian who was at like skating where we were. And then we started talking and he was like, he's a model and he uh, is like living here in New York, but he's just living in France. And um, wow, a Brazilian. You guys met a Brazilian model your first day skateboarding? <laughs> Not the first day, but a couple weeks in. Wow. Felipe's skateboard is white. The bottom is totally white. He needs stickers for it. Um, so send in your best, your coolest yeah, skateboard send me stickers, some stickers, and please. Felipe will put them on his board. I'm kind of bummed you didn't go down the weightlifting route. <laughs> yeah. It would be sick if you were here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to get juiced, man. I had to stop going to the climbing gym because my, my tendons were hurting. My arm, like my my like elbow was hurting, and I looked it up. It's called climber's elbow, and you're supposed to take a break when you feel that, because like you can really hurt your tendons. So that's part oh. of the reason I'm not I'm not like lifting weights. Will you start doing little skateboard video releases soon? No, please, never. Please I don't think do I ever will. Side, side. You're gonna make that into a television show. <laughs> 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 it's you know I'll say this. It's it's like an interesting thing to start doing because I'm like, I'm sometimes I'm like, what is my upper limit? Like I'm pretty I'm like on the old side for learning this. Mm-hmm. how far <laughs> can i realistically get and that's like an ongo- it's like okay and given that upper limit how much how excited can i get about doing this and it's like an on you know yeah. they say socrates started learning the flute you know the month that he was going to be <laughs> executed i did not know that yes. he started learning a skateboard <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know his accolades were like why and he was like life wow. is all about learning do you think that you have a better body type for skateboarding or does that not exist in skateboarding culture do you have a better center of gravity than will does no i don't i have no clue and i don't know <laughs> i don't know what a good body is for it he has a year on me though he's been doing it for a year yeah and it's funny the reason i didn't want to start because i was like well that's what that's Will will's doing. thing i don't want to yeah. copy it yeah. what well, did you look youtube a video for how to sh- to change your center of gravity mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm changing it permanently yeah. yeah you take a little mouse and you, you click on it and you it's gonna be on my knee now <laughs> Uh, that's kind of the way I feel about drawing is uh, as I'm animating, I really come up against the limits of what I can draw and the limits are big. <laughs> There's many of them. And wow. I thought, oh, I could really take the time to like do a bunch of classes and like really get practice drawing. But then I, as I'm practicing, I wouldn't be able to then animate all the stuff that I have to animate. Right. And I was like, okay, how good can I get? How How can I scrape by and like, get my television show or whatever, <laughs> but not know anything about drawing? Mm. Or should I actually get really good at this? And would that be a kind of gift in of, of itself? And I would learn things and come up with ideas that I never would have come up if I hadn't taken the classes. I yeah. think that not totally knowing completely everything about drawing actually is artistically is it? good. Mm. It's good for you because you come up with interesting solutions. I think you're right, but also there's a part of me that's like, I want... I'm at that beginner phase where you want things to look right. right yeah. So I'm actually hindered by the fact that I can't draw. So I like spend a long time trying to make things look realistic when in fact I should be like, oh, it doesn't fucking matter. You Doing know? little hacks. Yeah, but you, but yeah. you got to get to the point where you're so good at drawing that you know it doesn't matter. You can break the rules. But I still feel bound by rules mm. and bound by my own inability. Mm. But it's all in his head, right? Um. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about? I, huh? No, you go. Well, I was thinking. You know, I think your upper limit. Like to me, I think my upper limit as skating is that my body is like not going to be as bones like, are getting lithe or whatever. Density's getting to be less. Yeah, yeah, and like I, it's like I'm a, I'm like my body's now, 
on the slow march towards not getting stronger and better. But I think withdrawing that you don't have that's not the upper limit you have. Like I think Well it's a time thing. It's a time thing. Yes. It's like if you were thirteen you could spend all day doing perspective. Yeah. With no goal in mind. Just doing perspective. Whereas now it's like, well, are you really gonna do that? No. But I think you can get really good at drawing. I could get a, and, a damn perspective on this. And what's cultural nice about moment. what's nice about art Thanks, versus sorry. like an athletic thing is that art has a lot to do with style. There's a lot of people who are like not technically great, but create an interesting style, mm. and you can develop that. Um, what about me with playing the piano? But you've been playing your whole life. I have been playing for a long time, but I don't have any technique, and I don't in. I just play only what I want to play and feel like playing, and um, I'm not engaged with like improving my abilities as a piano player because I'm just. But are you happy with? But where I'm happy. You're at? Then that's good. That's how yeah. I am with guitar. I just play every so- song every once in a while, and yeah. I feel good about it. You have it. no style. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Felipe says that I'm good. He says that Sam needs to work a little harder, and we'll see you guys all next week. All right. Bye, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Raisin Man Arena.